good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Adam, and people out there, I'm talking to myself. And um, I have waited a few weeks to talk about this thing that happened to me because I needed time to um, process and understand where I was before I just started speaking emotionally about something that, you know, maybe didn't deserve the wrath that I had for it at the time. So, and I've also decided I'm not going to name this episode after the person with whom I've had this interaction. So as many of you know, one of the most recent episodes was supposed to be the final Katening. Uh, the Kate conundrums, as I called them. And I've been kind of upset that I've talked about this person so much, but I've realized why. And this will truly be the final one, because I had a revelation recently. But... I'm getting ahead of myself, so let me go back a few weeks to um, a point where I was trying some online therapy. You know, it wasn't exactly BetterHelp. Um, it was a forum where psychologists and psychiatrists kind of make loose suggestions based on certain things, and there's, this, there's a discussion board. Um, and I was trying that because I was, I was inspired by a friend who was trying BetterHelp or something like it and was keeping me updated with her... Uh, therapeutic advances and, and uh, uh, tasks that she was supposed to do to help mend things with her significant other. And I thought, I don't quite have the money to do that, but maybe there's something else I can do, right? Because I've been feeling kind of low, and I've been trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with myself, and there's a lot of changes that are going to happen in my life pretty soon, whether I like it or not. And um, so I was inspired to, to, to try and I was, after doing some searching, I found one about trying better to be friends with the opposite gender. Um, and I realized that while I have women in my life who are my friends, usually the ones that I'm the bestest of friends with are completely unavailable. And I thought, do I have a lot of single female friends in my life? And the answer is no, I don't. Um... And so this Kate, who I've been crushing on, I realized that I enjoy her company and she's a lot of fun to be around. But I think I always had the idea in mind, even though she had rejected me many moons ago, I thought, I think I told myself that I was okay with being friends with her. But I don't, I think I was always holding out for hope because she always kind of seemed like interested, but not interested enough to try anything. Um, and so I thought, I really have to try better with these females in my life to just be okay with being friends because as good of a guy as I think I am I think I've always just kind of held much like a lot of men I'm sure some sort of maybe glimmer that hey maybe something could happen whether I was thinking about it actively or not I think that's what I was doing and after reading some of the discussions I saw a few exercises to try and one of them was talking about how um, you an approach that one could take is to just try to start fresh start anew and approach it and to, to different females in your life whether you want to tell them about the exercise or not it was to just say hey I want to try to be better at being friends with you um, and I thought okay I'm really gonna try because you know I, I've been kind of just realizing that like I my friends uh, circle is shrinking people are going off and doing their own thing or they get sedentary or they just get depressed or whatever, and they just go and do their own thing, and they don't want to do things, and my extroverted heart can't take that. And But I have to accept it. 
but that doesn't mean I have to stop trying to find friendship elsewhere. So I reached out to a few women in my life. Uh, one of them um, wasn't isn't single, but she's in like she's in a relationship, but it, it's serious. But it's a whole long story. But anyway, the point is, I reached out to her and talked a little bit to her about being friends with women, and then it was a couple other folks, and one of them was Kate. And I was feeling really guilty, and I was really nervous to message her, because we didn't really talk, not since, like, gosh, it's been almost, what, almost two years? A year and, uh, no, I think the last, it's been about a year since I asked her to hang out, and she said no, but that was when I was trying to get her to hang out in a romantic setting. But since that year, we hadn't really talked much. Um, unless we were planning like a bonfire or something at her sister-in-law's house. Um, but our, our conversation was pretty sparse. And I went back into our te text messages or our, our, our Facebook chat. And we haven't talked since the summer, um, just individually. Um, so I thought, yeah, enough time's probably passed that I can approach her and say, Hey, you know, I know it's been a little while and we've been doing a lot of game nights together and bonfires and parties and things. And we've been getting along pretty well. And so I thought, maybe this would be an easy transition. Maybe I can just say, hey, look, uh, I just want to see if you, you know, wanted to just try to be friends. And I know that she was also looking for just friends. I don't know she struggles with men falling in love with her. I guess that's her curse. Um, is that she has a hard time finding men to be friends with who just want to be friends. So I thought, well, this is easy. This is going to be easy peasy. I'm trying to improve myself. She's trying to find something. I'm trying to find something. It fits. So I was really coming at this from just, hey, I'm sorry that things were weird before. I'm, and I told her I'm working on myself. And I said, I'm just trying to work better on being friends with women. And I thought, hey, would you give me a shot at doing that? You know, I know you're looking for guy friends. I know I'm looking for female friends to just be friends with. And I said, you know, um, there's nothing else. But when I first approached it, I just said, hey, you know, I'm working on myself. Um, here's what I'm doing. What do you what do you think about that? And she says, "Oh, I'm maybe not the best person to ask, right?" So, you know, and I and she says, "Ha ha." And I said, "Oh well, you know, I wasn't. Uh, I'd read the text messages, but I forgot I deleted it, so I wouldn't make myself angrier." But when I said, "You know, I'm trying to be better friends with women," you know, what are your thoughts on that? And she says, "Oh well, that's where I'm at too. Is I'm having a hard time being friends with guys because they only want to be." you know, more than friends. And so I might not be the best person to ask. And I, like, this was a very short conversation. This is why it upset me so and why I had to take so long because literally within three texts, like, her, me, then her, then me, then things exploded. And it was very out of nowhere and I was very shocked. Um, but anyway, before I get to that part, I just approached her after she said, oh, I might not be the best person to ask. I said, actually, you know, you're not the only one I asked, but um, one of the reasons I chose you to ask is because I know that you were, you mentioned before that you have trouble making guy friends, and I recently realized that I have trouble making female friends. So I said, there's a parallel there, so that's why I asked. And she blew up on me, like, just, it just, out of nowhere, just, Adam, I've told you, blah, 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 a hundred times, and all these other things, and you know, I just, you know, you need to respect my boundaries and maybe we just shouldn't do games together and blah, blah, blah. And all the stuff just kind of came out. And I was like, and I went back and I read the message that I sent. There's only two of them. And I thought, did I say anything in there about, like, maybe I don't remember. Is there anything in there that I could have said or that she could have read and interpreted in a bad way? Because I was really, 
just shocked. I was just trying to have a genuine conversation with the woman. And I'm not I'm not trying to sugarcoat like, oh, take my side or anything. Like literally, it was just a couple of messages. And when I went back and looked at our old convos, the last things that we said to each other was she went on a trip earlier in the summer and I said, hey, have a safe trip. And then she says, thanks. And that was the only thing we said. And before that, we didn't talk like until like, it was like early spring when we were trying to set up like a game day or something. I don't even remember. So I was just like, what does she mean? Respect her boundaries. Like I barely see her when I do see her. We're playing board games with a bunch of other people. I don't sit near her. I don't really go near her. I'm usually away from her most of the time just because, you know, I was trying to give her space ever since the incident, like last year. I call it an incident, but it was just like, hey, I'm not interested. You know, whatever. It was a little awkward, so I was giving her space. So when she said about respecting boundaries, I'm like, did somebody else do something and you're just pinpointing it on me? Like, I didn't do that. You know, I I was really confused. I thought, I almost texted her sister-in-law, my, my very good friend, and I thought, like, have I said anything when I was around you guys that gave her that impression? Is she currently fighting with somebody else? Have I given that impression to anyone when I'm there? Because I'm just like, what boundaries? I barely even look her in the eyes because I don't want her to be uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, when we're having game nights, I usually don't sit near her. Um, you know, I just have been really trying to change things up uh, just whenever possible. The last time that we remotely did anything close outside of that was at the Halloween party when I was holding the baby. And she kept coming near me because she also wanted to be near the baby. And I was like, okay, if you, I mean, if you want to hang out with the baby, that's fine. But, you know, you already held the baby. It's my first time holding them. Get away. You know, but we were getting along pretty good. And I thought, all right, we're being friends. It's working out. So fast forward to, I guess it's almost the end of the year now. It was probably early December. I can't remember when this was. Late November, early December. And then the incident, ha like this conversation happened. And I was just blown away and I had to show a few people in my life I thought and I said look try to be as neutral as possible did I say something wrong you know because I'm really trying to be more introspective and be like okay you always thought of yourself as like a social justice warrior and you always thought of yourself as uh, a hero and you always thought of yourself as a good guy you know so if you're gonna have if you're gonna say that all these good things about yourself you have to accept that there are bad things about you too that you have to improve what did you do wrong here and I think and I really, so I approached different people, like, did I, what did I do? You know, and even a coworker of mine, he read the message several times. I gave him my phone. I walked away. I didn't want to hover. I just said, give me your honest opinion. Did, did I, did I say anything that could have been misinterpreted? Because, you know, text can be a little tough to, to hear, you know, that's a, that's a weird sentence to say out loud, but you know, like to interpret, like you can, you can hear it in your mind a different way. Everybody can read the same sentence differently. Um, Especially without the proper punctuation, which I try to be good about. But anyway, I gotta tell you, but that hurt. Like, it hurt. You know, like, I just thought, I don't think I've ever pestered you. I barely, I don't message you that much. Like, again, there's like over half of a year since the last time I messaged you. And it was just to tell you to have a safe trip because you were flying for the first time since COVID happened. Um, you know, and at, again, but I see her once in a while. She's not even at most game nights lately because she has an early bedtime. I was really going through my brain. I was like, what could I have done for her to say about boundaries? I was even thinking about the Halloween parties. Like, aside from the baby thing, when the baby, when I gave the baby back, I was outside most of the time. She was inside having drinks or something. And I thought, what the fuck did I, you know, even in my brain now, as I'm talking about it for the first time in a few weeks, I thought, I'm thinking right now. Did I do something wrong? What did I say? What did I do? 
But then you know what? I, I realized that this is why I had to take time before I really talked more about it. And, and I like to use this podcast instead of like a weekly show. I'm trying to use it more for myself too. And I thought this is a good way for me to talk it out now that I've had time to process. Um, or at least to calm down. And honestly, I think the wrong thing that I did was idealizing her in the first place a long time ago. It turns out that she's not... I don't think she's as great now as I thought she was. We got along great, you know, so I thought. Um, we have a lot in common, similar humor, and I thought I thought it was an easy in for making a new friend. But if she's that insecure and that quick to jump down my throat, and I, I think she knows I'm not a bad dude, you know, must be something about her family and how they grew up. I don't know. There's something going on there more that has to do with me. That, that, that Excuse me. That's outside of having to do with me. And so whatever that is, that's her battle. And you know what? I don't have to know what it is. I just have to know that whatever that was, I didn't deserve. And, you know, I think I already knew that coming out of it because eventually I messaged her that same night when I was kind of trying not to respond angrily. Angrily? Angrily? Um... And I just said, hey, I didn't deserve that. Uh, I don't know what you thought I was trying to say. And I went back and read the messages. And all I said, I literally, there were two messages. So I don't understand where all this fury came from. I was hoping for an apology, but she never gave me one. And I just said, you know what? It's a fight. It's not, it's not worth fighting because she's not going to apologize. Because then she responded when I said I didn't deserve that. She's like, well, I don't think I was coming off mean. And I'm all for improving yourself, but you just need to understand what boundaries are. And I just kept thinking, like, I don't think that she understands what... <laughs> I guess she's just so sensitive. I, I don't know what, who else has been talking in her ear or what's going on in her life. But, but guys, I really... I'm not just saying this. I really dug deep into all... Any time that we ever remotely talked in, in person and text... And again, I don't even have her phone number. It was just through Facebook messaging. And I really hadn't messaged her since early summer, like June. And I was like, and it's almost the end of the year. I'm like, what are you talking about? Boundaries? I don't touch you. I don't barely look at you. I, it was just a whole big ball of confusion. I thought there's something else going on. And, you know, that's for her to figure out. And I realized that, you know what? My big problem, like I mentioned earlier, is that I idealized her. Up until the point where I was just trying to work on myself and just be okay with being friends with her um because that is something i need to be better about it's just it's my, that's my struggle that's my battle that i need to be okay with i can meet a single girl and not think oh she's a, pr a prospect and that's hard especially since if you've been single for a while but it's something that i need to work on because i truly want to be better about it um but anyway uh something that that I realize is that idealization happens so easily. You look at people and you think they're just so great and, and, and they can do nothing wrong and you hold out hope that something bigger will happen. And that was my problem. I just, I realized, I went back into my mind and I thought, I changed things for her. Like, I remember every time that I was going to go over there knowing she was going to be there, I would wear like my best outfit, you know, Anytime that I, she was there, I tried to make a joke that I knew she liked at least once. When she used to be in the backseat and we would drive to other people's houses and she, nobody wanted to drive but me, I would put music on my playlist that I knew she liked. I would let her control the radio. 
I was like, I've never, I mean, it's not that I've never let other people control the radio, but she was the one that got it. You know, I changed, I don't want to say everything, but like, I bent. There are music, there are songs on my Spotify playlist right now that I don't even like. But I put them on there. There are songs on there that I leave in, depending on what company I'm in. And there are pop songs on there that she likes. I'm just like, this is garbage <laughs> that I have to go and delete when I'm done. But I realized that she never once asked me to do any of those things. But then I also realized why it's easy to fall for someone like her. Not only does she share a lot of interest that men like uh, and humor that men like, but she's also inherently friendly. And that's easy to misinterpret. And I think maybe she knows that because if her problem has always been that she can't be friends with guys, again, I'm not saying that she's asking for it or anything. It's not what I'm saying. But I do think that the way that she communicates can be a little misleading. I don't think she's very clear. And here's why. Just so that we're clear, I'm not trying to shame her. Um, In the text messages, this is a very short exchange we had before she reamed me out. All she said was, uh, oh, this reminds me of something else that I said at the end when I told her I didn't deserve it, but she just said, oh, I may not be the best person to ask. She never said, no, I'm not interested in being your friend or no, let's end the conversation. She said, oh, I may not be the best person to ask, right? That was a very vague no, if that's what she was trying to communicate. You know, I was just responding saying, oh, actually, I disagree. This is why I thought you because of these parallels we have. I thought we were continuing a dialogue here. Um... But it turns out that when she exploded, she, that was her no. She was saying no right there. And I didn't realize that's what she was doing because it wasn't clear. The word no was not in there unless you count it as part of not the best person to ask. But in no way did she just say, well, let's end it. No, let's not. You know, literally it was just one. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like I, part of me wishes I'd kept the conversation so I could screenshot it, put it somewhere. Because it was just so quick. It was such a quick turnaround. It blew my fucking mind. Um, That's why it was so frustrating. Because I really felt like I didn't deserve it. But I'm backtracking. Anyway. But I remember saying towards the end when she said, Oh, well, good luck with your therapy or whatever. I said, Oh, yeah. Oh, and hey, by the way, just for your own sake moving forward, maybe if you mean no, use the actual word no. She didn't say anything after that. But I remember being like, thinking to myself if you had just said no I'm not interested I don't want to be your friend or you know because that was part of it I said hey you know I'm looking to be better friends with women what do you think about that because I think that you and I could be good friends it was something like that that was essentially saying hey how do you feel about working on like having a fresh start and being friends after I told her about the therapy and she says when she said all that I thought she never once said no she said she wasn't the best person to ask and again, one could say, oh, well, that was clearly no, but so the other person might be able to interpret it and be like, well, she didn't say no, she just seemed unsure, you know? Like, if somebody says to me, like, you know, hey, Adam, um, I know that you know a lot about social science. Um, I'm trying to figure out why, um, why that doctor is treating that person better than they're treating that person or whatever. And I could say, well, you know, I have some ideas. I might not be the best person to ask. You know, and they may say, oh, well, you know, I just thought, you know, and they'll respond instead of just walking away. I'm like, okay, they told me no. You know what I mean? Like, not the best person to ask is in a very clear shutdown. It's just more of like, a, I don't, I'm uncertain of like, if I'm the best person to approach. 
But if she would just said, hey, respectfully, you know, I just like to keep things the way they are or whatever, I'd have been like, all right, hey, cool. No worries. But again, it wasn't clear enough. And I think in situations like that, especially if it's text, we have to be very clear with each other. Uh, and again, I'm not blaming her entirely. Uh, like I said, I've been already racking my brain on what could have changed to what way I could have said better. Um, but that was where I think for her, since this is such a common problem for her outside of us, you know, I guess this has been her struggle forever is that, you know, that's what she is. I saw her on a dating app recently and nowhere in, in she's in the romance section because on Bumble, that's where she's on. On Bumble, you can pick looking for friends, looking for business partners, looking for a relationship. And she's on the relationship section. Uh, and she has a whole thing about like, oh, let's start off as friends first and then maybe we'll be romantic or whatever. Like literally it says something like that on her dating profile. And I'm so when I, when I saw it after the fact, I was like, so we had this conversation and so I'm trying to take my mind off it. And then I find you on this dating app after and it says like, oh, I want a relationship, but I want to be friends first. But again, like that's very that's two sides right there, you know, and I thought, well, gosh, that's a big problem for then because you can't go into the dating section of that and say, hey, I just want to be friends and then maybe see if there's dating where there are people like, man, I'm getting older. I got shit to do. I want to know if, you know, we have a romantic connection first. You know, if you're looking for friends then look for friends, don't go on Bumble looking for friends unless you want to click the friends section. So I just all kind of fell into a weird domino. But here's the big thing I took away from all of this outside of me trying not to idealize people anymore is that I stepped away from game night because of it, because I, I never wanted to take away her family or make anybody feel awkward around their own family. And since she lives closer, she's right across the yard from where we usually do games. I said, I don't want it to be awkward if I'm there and she shows up or feel like she can't be there or that everybody lives in awkwardness because of me. So I made the decision to just leave the game night chat. I made the decision to just step away. I grabbed a few of my games from my friend's house because I leave all of them there because that's where we play. I have hundreds of dollars worth of games there that you know I'm just not going to go back and get. I just grabbed a few and left. Um, you know, but but here's my big takeaway was when I stepped away, I felt forced. Like sometimes life just forces you away from your comfort zone and you just have to deal with it. And this was one of those times where I thought, I need to embrace this feeling of loss. It's not that I don't want to be friends with any of those people that go to game night, but they're all in their own little world. And I still keep in contact with my best friend. I guess I, I wouldn't call her my best friend. She's my best lady friend. Um, and, but I realize that she and the rest of their family kind of have their own ways. They like to do things. They like to stay in or they like to have their own plans together. That's their little niche spot. And I have to respect that. And I used to put stock in every weekend. I would hop into the game chat that we had and say, Ooh, when's the next game night, guys? Because I'm excited. I'm the social guy. I'm the extrovert. I want to have some fun. And I, you know, but then I realized that people probably in my brain, I thought, Oh, it's only a matter of time before Adam posts when's game night, you know, and I never wanted to feel like a burden to anybody. I never wanted to feel like they had to change their day because the excitable little puppy dog named Adam needs to hang out before he tinkles all over the floor, you know? Um, and so it has been, it was weird because I, I really liked doing that. But when you realize that you're in a chat, here's something, here's some advice, everybody. When you're the only one talking in a chat, 
Those are, people ignore the chat. You can see on Facebook that they read it and they don't say anything. And when you go back through the messages and it's you 90% of the time, most of those folks don't have much of an interest in what you're saying or what you're doing. Or they would say something. And for somebody like me, it can be torture to be like, I'm the only one talking. Why do we have this? Nobody wants to talk when I'm making plans. Nobody wants to talk. I'm just saying, hey, how's everybody doing? You know, I, I don't know. You start to realize that it's it's kind of like when you're on a dating app or if you're trying or if you get a phone number from somebody and you're the one texting more and then you start to get insecure like did I say something wrong hey you know what maybe you did maybe you didn't but if they aren't mature enough to communicate that to you then they're not worth your time dude you know it's, they're just not worth your time whoever it may be guy girl non-binary doesn't matter if they're not going to put in the effort then you need somebody who will um and when it comes to friendship, it's the same. And I keep thinking, you know what? They all have fingers. They all have all their thumbs, both their thumbs. They have working minds. And I know their downtime. Um, I, I know when they're done working. I know what their family life is like, for the most part, anyway. At least enough. That I'm like, I, it doesn't take long to open up your phone. Chances are, with the way that people are addicted to their phones, they're picking up their phone like every five seconds to look at anything but what you're saying. You know, they're looking at their Facebook, they're looking at TikTok, they're on YouTube. They're doing something on their phone because most people can't walk away from their phone for in five seconds without like, oh, forgot my phone, needed to go to the bathroom. I need my phone to go to the kitchen. I need my phone to go to the car, you know. So, but that is not for me to judge. I keep thinking, you know what, that's if it, my heart is different than theirs. And if their heart doesn't say to do that, then that's okay. But I need to know to start protecting myself. You know, I'm not mad at them for being who they are and doing what they do. But I can be mad at myself for letting it hurt me. And so I've been using this fallout with Kate to um, grow, really. Not specifically from what she said, because I was already trying to focus on that before she said all those mean things. Um... But I actually feel good knowing that she's not great. Well, that's not that she's not great. That sounds mean. She's not as great as my brain painted her to be. It's kind of like meeting your heroes. But also, I feel good knowing that I can step away from this... Um, I guess it's kind of a codependent or dependent relationship where I was dependent upon ha looking forward to this social interaction every weekend. You know, I went to see a movie by myself the other day for the first time in my life, and it felt great uh, just to accomplish something like that. So I am doing things that I wouldn't have done before. I am learning that I can be okay not always being around people as much as it hurts sometimes, as much as I miss people. And finally, I am at a point in my life now, like, I think this is exactly what I needed to understand something about me, is that... I am not that attached to where I am. And I'm looking for more work to replace the job that I'm at. Um, hopefully in nonprofit work, I would really like that. Um, but I realize that I'm fine with looking for work that's not in this city, that's not in this state, that's not in this country if I get my passport. I think I'm ready. My I'm rebooting my 20s here in my 30s, and I think I'm ready to... You know, I reconnected with my sister, so it'd be a little hard to step away from her and the kids, but 
I think I'm at a point where, you know, my best friend has a girlfriend now and they spend time together and hopefully they'll be all good. Um, my sister, things are starting to move forward with her and her new home and her family. Um, and I don't know. I'm, I think I'm at a point where I'll be okay for a massive change of scenery if, I, if it ever came up. I'm not going to force it. I'm kind of just figuring out where life's going to take me. But if somebody said, hey, I have a really cool opportunity for you, but it, you'd have to leave Pennsylvania to do it, I think I'd be okay with it. As long as I knew that it was helping other people and that I'd be able to pay my bills, then I think I would do it. Uh, so that's what I took away from that whole awful experience with Kate was eventually it led me down to a path where I was like, you know what? I've been hanging around just for game night. I've been hanging around just for that interaction. I've been putting so much stock in that. Even my best friend Justin, you know, he's getting more to an old man status where he prefers to just not do anything if it involves leaving his house. And that's okay. That's who he is. That's what he wants to do most of the time. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for me to say, hey, you know what? I'm okay by myself. I'm okay. I can do things. I've shown that I'm capable when I traveled alone, when I went to a movie alone, when I've been driving more places around the city to get things done alone. My nonprofit job has helped me grow a lot with that. And I realized that I think I'd be okay to make friends no matter where I am. And I have a lot of great people I've met virtually online. And they're also wonderful. And I'd be able to contact them no matter where I am. People from all over the world. And, you know, I, I can feel myself, I can feel the growth in my heart. I can feel, because it's been hard, because it's been hurting, thinking about it. And typically when you're about to do something big, your heart will start to hurt, your chest will hurt, and you, you start to question everything. But that's just, that just means that that feeling that you have, that ripple, that, that pressure, that's you about to walk out of your comfort zone, out of your bubble and lay down some new boundaries for your bubble to grow. And I'm really excited. I don't know where that's going to be. It could be something big, could be something little, but I've been feeling this openness in my heart to step forward and take bigger steps in the future. So hopefully I'll find something that can help me stay afloat or maybe help me get ahead for once. But whatever that may be, I'm going to go at it with 100% and feel good knowing that I'm able to let go of these relationships or at least maybe hold on loose, more loose to them so that they can make an effort. And if they don't, then I only confirm that, hey, you know what? Their life eventually is not going to have me in it and I'm not going to overestimate my value in their life. And that means that I have more freedom and less tethers that make me feel like I should be sad about walking away from it, even though I know everybody would encourage me anyway. So yeah, I don't know what that means, what the struggles will be moving forward, but I think I'm going to be okay. Holy fuck, I've been talking for a half hour. Jesus Christ, I only meant to make this be like a 10 minute video, but I say this every time. It's not a video, it's an audio, jackass. <sighs> anyway, everybody, I hope that you're being well out there. It's been crazy. Good things, bad things. Um... But as the new year approaches, or if you're listening to this in the new year, I hope that whatever it is that you're looking for, whatever growth you need, whatever support you need, whatever uh, 
affirmation you need to take the steps you need to take to improve yourself or to improve your situation or to improve the lives of others. I hope that you feel them. I hope that you do them. And as always, I hope that you are taking care of your mind, taking care of your heart, and most importantly, taking care of each other. Be safe out there, friends.